بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Sheikh Ibn Taymiyyah, he has a very incredible quote in which he said, and this was at a time when he was going through significant tribulation. So it wasn't, these weren't just words that were created in a vacuum, but it's in direct connection with some serious challenges. He said, if, if they imprison me, then I'll do dhikr. I'll remember Allah. I'll turn it into, I'll turn lemons into lemonade essentially. If they imprison me, then I'll remember Allah. If they kill me, then I die a shaheed. I die a martyr. And if they cast me out, if they expel me, then I'll go and I'll turn it into sightseeing essentially. I'll travel the earth. I'll basically learn from it. I'll turn these lemons into lemonade. My jannah is in my heart, so what can they do to me? He's also of the opinion that the ayah that we find, uh, this type of ayah, one example is in Surah Al-Infitar, as well as in Surah Al-Mutafifin, in which Allah says, إِنَّ الْأَبْرَارَ لَفِي نَعِيمٌ That there is no doubt whatsoever the righteous are definitely in a state of bliss, in a state of happiness. He had an interesting take on it. He said that because the context of the ayah when you're going through these these verses in both surahs, in Fitar and Mutafifin, they're clearly referring to the afterlife, to the akhirah, to the day of judgment, to the hereafter. But he mentioned something very interesting that this also applies to this life. This ayah also applies to this life. And it's interesting when you look at the ayah in and of itself, if you remove it, if you remove the text from the context, in this case, in a positive way, from a place of reflection, the context is clearly the next life, but if you just isolate the text, إِنَّ الْأَبْرَارَ لَفِي نَعِيمٌ Technically, it can be understood to apply to this life as well. As a standalone statement, it's, the ayah simply says, the righteous are in a state of happiness. They're in a state of, of bliss, you could say. The main takeaway that can be derived from this is the power of perspective as a result of iman, as a result of faith. La ilaha illallah is not something that's in a vacuum for the believer. It's not just an idea. It is an idea, but it's a transformative idea. فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا it's no coincidence that in Surah Muhammad in which Allah says, Know La ilaha illallah, understand La ilaha illallah. And then immediately after that, there's an action item. Because if, if the belief is there, what's supposed to naturally happen is that belief is coupled with practice. Many times over in the Qur'an, those who believe and they do good deeds, because if a person, if they truly have iman, then they're driven by it, just like a car is fuel, for example. They're driven by it to do good within their capacity, to turn that iman into positive action, to turn, to turn it into fruit. And one of the fruits of iman is the power of perspective. قُلْ يُصِيبَنَا إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا the ayah doesn't say alayna, it says lana. We're only afflicted with what Allah 
prescribes for us. The ayah doesn't say that Allah has, you know, we're only afflicted with what Allah has prescribed upon us in a negative way. No, no, no. There has to be some kind of good behind this. There has to be good that Allah has written in this situation. There's the difficult side of things, but there has to be good as well. I may not be able to see it now, but eventually I will see it. And we've seen it in our own lives. Eventually when Allah does lift the veil and Allah does show us that ease or that benefit that came from that, then we look back and we say, Alhamdulillah. At the time it was hard to see it because there was this massive dust cloud. Eventually when the dust settles and then Allah shows us the wisdom behind that thing, whatever it may be, then we see, oh, okay, so now now I can see how it it was in my favor the whole time. I didn't see it initially, but eventually Allah showed me. So the power of perspective in connection with Iman results in having a generally more positive perspective. There's still pain in life, there's still hardship. The Prophet himself cried, alayhi salatu wasalam. As a human, but the way he responded while he was crying, and I'll conclude with this, a sahabi asked him, a man, a male sahabi asked him, even you, Ya Rasulullah, like even you cry, because he didn't he didn't cry in front of them very often at all. And he responded, Yes. The eyes shed tears and the heart feels grief, but the tongue only says what pleases Allah. So there's the human side of the pain. But then there's the prophetic side of how to deal with that pain. It doesn't mean that there was no pain, because there was. But then how, how was that dealt with? How, what was the response? And how did the Prophet teach us to respond? We ask Allah for this Qur'anic optimism. We ask Allah to grant us the power of positive perspective. And we ask Allah to open doors for all of us and to turn any difficulty that anyone here is going through, we ask Allah to turn it into ease. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhiru da'wa alhamdulillahi rabbil.